Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode of the podcast, we are joined by a sophomore from the Maine women's hockey team, Mira Sergeli. Uh, Mira, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm doing all right. Getting ready for spring break. It's going to be awesome. Yep, I just had my final class today, so I'm already in spring break, so I'm pretty excited about that. I need oh, the week off. You. It's been a, been a very stressful past couple of weeks with all the schoolwork going on for me. Oh, definitely. Good for you. I have one more exam, and then <laughs> ready to rest. Well, you just ended your sophomore season, so I just sort of want to talk to you about that and then work all the way up throughout your career. So um, how did you evaluate your team's performance this year? I know it's not what you guys wanted, but did you learn anything from this season that you think is going to benefit yourself uh, for your upperclassmen years? Yeah, definitely. It, it was a different year than I was used to last year. Um, much more new, new staff, new teammates, uh, new feeling. You're not a freshman anymore. That's always a new feeling. I would have loved, loved for us to uh, make it part in the season, but I, I'm still happy what we did. I still feel like each and every one of us improved as much as we can, and then we're going to try again next year. Just keep going. You have to keep working. So let's start off the podcast, I guess, talking yeah. about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of working all the way up to where you are today with Maine. So uh, doing research on yourself, you're obviously from Budapest, Hungary. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? Yes, I started playing hockey because of my brother. He also plays hockey, but he plays at home in Hungary. So he got into hockey because he went to a skating lesson at home and then there was hockey practice there and they invited him to join so when I was around three or four I went with him and my parents to go to practice and then they offered me even as a girl to why don't you just try it and then I wasn't into it at first but it got better and then I was just like why not sticking into the sport I kind of like it it's good it'll be good for me What's the cu culture like in Hungary regarding hockey? Uh, because it's, I feel like it's growing. Uh, but I'm curious, being a player in that hockey culture, what's it like? Because I don't know anything about Hungary except for the song Budapest. Uh, that's yeah. about it. <laughs> it's, it's funny because hockey is definitely not as big as here. Um, we have other sports that uh, has much more like knowledge around people. Like soccer, for example, it's pretty pretty common for people to play soccer there. So it's actually getting bigger. And men's hockey is not not uh, is not doing bad actually. They're they're getting more more recognition. I would say girls still need some time, but now that this is our third year and actually the top division uh, for the World Championship, it 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 gets more hype a little. So people more people are seeing it. I would say uh. I didn't have a hard time like playing hockey because we do have facilities, we do have teams. Um, the different parties is like how many people play it and how much money goes into it. But definitely going. I hope it will get to be somewhat bigger. We are not the biggest country with the winter sports, not at all. But it's great to see that community is growing always. Who's your favorite player growing up, or did you have one, and uh, what was it like watching them play? Okay, so I followed the NHL since I was little. My family always loved major sports, so actually my favorite was Crosby. 
I don't know why my brother is a Caps fan, so it's <laughs> different for everyone in in the in the family. But I was often watching him play. Always loved watching any in period, especially when I had the time. So, but also I I did love watching some um, older women girls who might not be in the national team anymore, might be still playing because they were like the the girls that like I could be them one day playing for a national team. It's always great to meet them. Yeah, no, Crosby's starting to grow on me because obviously he uh, broke my heart in the Olympics in 2010 when Canada yeah. scored that goal against Team USA. But I, he seems like such a great person and such a great leader. And I think what's impressive about him is just how good he is even today as like a, in his mid-30s. And I think that just oh, takes yeah. so much talent to consistently be good and be in your prime, even when you're in your middle of 30s, when players start to tail off a little oh. bit. Oh, definitely. I don't know. Like, I love watching them play, especially. I not gonna lie, that 2010 Olympic Games for me, I had nobody to cheer for. I was just like happy to watch the game, so <laughs> it was a very good game. Uh, no connection to Canada or US, but I love watching Mike Davis play too. I think he's awesome. That guy's very, very good, and some others too. But it's always good to look back to some people in Hungary too that like closer to me in the sense that they're like where I come from especially now before college hockey you played for various teams in Hungary before heading off to the Ontario Hockey Academy um how did you get the opportunity to come to North America and play for Ontario Hockey Academy and what led to your decision I guess to sort of pursue college hockey yeah it was also my dream always my dream to kind of like play at like college hockey it's like one of the highest levels for girls. I know there's a PHF that you can play off, but I always wanted to, like, I was like NCAA and college hockey. That's like always a big step. And that would make, help me with my education too, because it doesn't come hand in hand in Hungary when you go to university to play ice hockey. So it was always my dream. So when I played U18 for a championship, started playing it was old enough to play it um I got a message from I think one or two like uh people about inviting me to like try and play in Canada and different places like these academies and, and whatever I don't even know how that worked that yet I was around like 14 years old showed my parents I wasn't even sure if it was true but what was it be like so we we looked into it and I didn't say yes at first because I was still 14. We didn't think it's going to be like just for me to to go out in, in, in Canada and the other part of the world trying to trying to live. You're only 14 year old, years old. It's, it's hard to think about. It's hard to let me go. But we, we kept in contact with uh, one of the coaches there, staff members, and I we came to an agreement when I was like 16 I will uh enter it again like make the decision if I really want to go out and play and hopefully help my career in the way that I could play college hockey and I said yes it was a very hard decision it was not easy but I was like I want to follow my dreams so I will do that I will try to go into Canada and see what I make of it Talk about your experience with that academy and yeah. how it helped prepare you for college hockey and what's the best memory you have uh, when you look back on those days? It was very hard at first, the whole thing. It's always always 
not easy living your home, going going somewhere new and um trying to trying to fit in everywhere. And but I wanted to wanted to do this for myself. I wanted to uh figure out how I can enjoy it. and I wanted to get to a college somewhere in the US uh after I finished my high school years. So I stick there. I I actually started to enjoy it after uh like a few weeks. Obviously started feeling less homesick. Um we started getting into games too, which helped a lot. So that like you get to play, you get to distract yourself. So uh, one of my favorite memories would be, I think it was like the first biggest tournament. I was in Stony Creek that we went to around like September or October or something. It was like the first like tournament that we were participating in. And it was just like, okay, I can finally, finally can do what I came here for. And I want to do this. I also get to see what it's like to play in tournaments in Canada and, and with other teams. It was just awesome uh, playing with my team, who I get to to know before that already. We got to get to know each other. We practiced together. So the first year was a very experimental year. It was very new for me, but I started to enjoy it, especially by the end. And it was pretty great. I made some great memories. Uh, went to quite a few places in the U.S. and Canada, so I really enjoyed that. And obviously, obviously, how did you adjust to the culture here in North America uh, versus Hungary? Obviously, you said it was very difficult at first, but um, how did you get used to it? And I guess what's the biggest culture shock that you had? Um, I I had help from staff, coaches, and people there. They they had some experiences with people who who are not from North America, not exactly from Hungary, but not from North America also. And I had a lot of trust from my family. I know they weren't there, but I talked to them a lot, which which really helped. Um getting used to everything. Cultural shock would be, I don't know, like I can't still can't believe how many fast food restaurants are around here. I'm sorry. Like we don't have that much at home. Yeah. Also, like just the space, everything is so much bigger here. I I grew up in Budapest, which is a city, but Hungary itself is not a big country. So the amount of land, the amount of space here, they have everywhere in the U.S. too, actually, not just in Canada, is just crazy for me. Also, the people are just like they're very nice, but some of them really are like what I've seen in movies, which never thought it's true, but it's just funny to me. Yeah, especially here out in New England. I think uh, we're nice people, but we're honest sometimes, maybe a little bit too oh, yeah. much. So, uh, yeah. which I, which I, I'm used to. I like it because I feel like I'd rather have someone tell me the truth than, uh, than like make something up. But I feel like it's definitely a little bit of a culture shock for someone that oh, isn't yeah. from there. I, I always usually what I think about is that if I make them go back to Hungary, what kind of shock they will have, and <laughs> and that always makes me feel better to to know that oh my god, it's just. It's not unusual. Now it's for me because I came here, but if they would go home, they would be so lost. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, I definitely would not know what to do if I was in Hungary. So, but I feel like as after after a few months, I feel like I would get used to it, though. You would. Everybody would. It's, the language, no, but other, uh, everything else, they would. 
Now talk a little bit about your recruitment process to uh, Maine. Uh, what was that like for yourself and what made you want to go there versus the schools you might've looked at? Mm-hmm. Um, so I got, I started to get uh, calls, talks with coaches not long into the year. So I managed to keep in contact with quite a few of them. Also the staff helped me how to like, is it like contact the coaches too, if I wanted to, how to keep uh, uh, talking to them and everything. So I was, it wasn't around like uh, January, February, I think it was January when we started talking about the coaches about me visiting somewhere. And Maine just happened to be the first one. I, I actually managed to go in, go there with the schedules work and everything. So I visited them and I, I actually quite liked it. It was, it was very new, the whole process to me, but I really liked it. So I was going to go back. I had another tournament in Washington and then next part was I had to go home for world championship, but, and I was planning to come back and visit some other places too. But, um, COVID hit that March when I was home. So I actually couldn't come back at all. So it was crazy because because of the borders closing and everything closing, I had a deadline at me from the offer I got. But I still was like wanted to uh, go some other places to see some other other schools, maybe have a where can I choose from, obviously. But everything like became uncertain with COVID. Nobody could go anywhere, and. Um, I didn't know if I could go back to Canada for my next year. I didn't even know how I'm going to get my stuff back from Canada for the summer. So the offer for Maine was there, obviously. And I quite like Maine. It was a good offer. I I was like, college hockey could be around the corner. Do I want to give that up? Do I not want to give that up? The distance situation that's here. Um, so I decided to go for it. That's what I wanted. That's what I always wanted and I I actually did not regret it like maybe the circumstances would have been a little better sometimes because obviously COVID wasn't that very good for anyone but uh I was I wanted to take the chance I have there because I never I I didn't know if I could get it again so and I ended up in a place that I I actually enjoyed I enjoyed visiting and now I'm here now I'm playing I'm I'm studying. This is what I always wanted. Obviously, it helps because at Maine, I think you guys have the most European players in yeah. compared to the other hockey East teams. So it must be nice to sort of have players that you can relate to as well. Oh yeah, it it, it helped me in the visit too, and it helped me in my freshman year too. I know there are some other Europeans there, but also the U.S. and Canadian girls are always all very welcoming too. They helped you get into a culture here, but the Europeans always know what it's like to be away from home. Now, talk about the biggest adjustment you had to make to college hockey from uh, juniors to college hockey. Was it the speed of the game or just the physicality? Because especially as a defender, I feel like you guys take so many big checks. But I always admire you. You always get up and you're one of the toughest yeah, yeah. players in the conference. <laughs> I, I want to tip my cap to you on that. Um, definitely the speed of the game is something I, I found it like, oh my God, you have to, you have to be there, be there playing it to, to know what it feels like, feels like, I know it's actually a little different in every, every conference that they have in division one, but 
definitely was much faster. Life is much faster at home and just much faster from Canada. Um, the physicality, I got used to sun in Canada. There's not much at home, but it's it's definitely more more here pushing rough roughness. Like not not crazy anything, not like crazy fights or anything. But it was definitely something to get used to. Also, just like college life, college and see, I remember being very nervous before my first game. I don't know if it's a new feeling. So, uh, and also playing playing a new team again, like with other new players, but still like playing in a team where everybody knows basically everyone except you and your uh, classmates. It was also a big adjustment. Yeah, I feel like Maine's the toughest, one of the toughest teams in hockey is because every time you guys get hit, you always get right back up, which oh, I have yeah. a lot of respect for. It doesn't matter how big the hit is, too. So I want to just oh, yeah. mention that to you. But talk about what it's like playing in Hockey East and just the competition you face every weekend. I like Hockey East. It's, it's a, for me, it's, it's always very great playing a game. So I always love playing the game. And Hockey East is just, I get to play teams that are in the New England area. Well, nothing is very close to Maine, but, you know, they are the kind of closest. Uh, I feel like there's some pretty great competition there. I always feel like it depends on which year, how's the year going for each team, but there's like, uh, sometimes can be great competition between which teams are, are doing great, except maybe Northeastern a little, but other than that, um, there are some games when, like, you know, it's going good for you and then it's not for the other. Sometimes it just only takes one or two goals to make or break a game. And I I know this year there were some very close points, especially in the middle of the standings, but very diverse. So it's always great to see some competitiveness around here. Now talk about how you balance both hockey and academics during oh. the hockey season. Um, I kind of make a, a, a schedule around the, around my days, what I do usually. We we get told when to schedule our classes and when we have practices. So I usually know it's either morning or afternoon. So this year we had morning practices, afternoon classes. So I usually just like, okay, so morning is practice. I'm, I'm dialed in on that. And then after that it's done, I can focus on academics for the rest of the day. day. And Friday, Saturday are usually the games of days. I try not to do too much work on those days. Obviously, they're, they're sometimes impossible because I have deadlines to meet, but I try to not do too much because usually those are days I'm focusing on hockey. And then Sundays are rest days, which I personally try not to do too much. I, I like a rest day for myself. And keep uh, catching up on any studying I have left to do but those are the days that I just like sometimes hang out with my friends sometimes not even do anything those are actually the days I mostly manage to talk to my family at home because uh because of the time difference and everything it's kind of hard to call them during the day so I usually some days I get to do that it's pretty awesome and um I usually have that schedule made up for like, okay, for the season. And then now that it's changed, now there's no season, it's a little different, but they're getting used to it. 
Yeah, I, I always think it's good to have rest days just because it's good to reset your mind and body, obviously, from a long week. And I think that benefits you uh, for a game, especially when it's oh, yeah. third period in the second game on a Saturday. Though that Those rest oh, days yeah. really um, benefit you when you're like – and those conditioning drills as well really benefit you. And I feel like it gives you more energy compared to the other team if you do it right. Yeah, definitely. But especially if you have a later game, maybe mm-hmm. on a Saturday for some reason, you always get to have something to mess up with. Now, during your freshman year, your team beat Boston College in the hockey's quarterfinals. I want to ask you about that upset and what it was like beating BC on the road. That was actually, I think, my first playoff game, first college playoff game. So I remember we we went to BC and we know we had the chance because we were close in standings. So we actually went there and we saw that we are the underdogs. We are playing in their in their home ice. We just got to put everything out there and, and do what we can. So we went and managed to play like that, managed to beat them. It was hard work. And I remember everybody was so relieved after the game because it just felt great beating a team in their home ice in, in the playoffs, especially because not many people expected us. It's always great to actually uh, uh, make an upset against a team like that, or any any team actually. But I I felt so happy because I completed my first playoff game and we won, so it was just amazing. And then we managed to go to the semis. Talk about what it's like playing at Alphon and just the oh, yeah. the that arena because I think it's one of the <laughs> best in hockey East. I really like our rink. It's it's definitely different from what I'm I'm used to at home because at home sometimes we, we do have facilities but we don't have some and I like that Alphon has kind of a big space uh, around like it's very wider area it's not uh, so the stands and everything you do have some space uh, obviously it's just it's I heard it's a pretty kind of old arena like kind of famous has been standing for a while so i know that it has history too like not the most oldest but it does have history so it's always great and it's our home rink it's always brings brings comfort to play there it's always more comfortable we always want to do well there it's just always amazing now, you had a co- new coach this year. Uh, what's it like being a player in the middle of a coaching transition, and how did you handle that? And what's it like playing under Coach Engstrom, and has that been an adjustment? Uh, from all the players I've talked to, she's been a wonderful addition to the team. So I just want to hear your perspective on that. It, it was definitely, like, hard a little. It's not, not easy to to learn about the news that your coach is leaving and then you're getting a new one. So... I was I was actually like it was during the summer and and uh, I that's when I knew like I got you know the info that they are leaving so kind of had like a month to get a new coaches and then I wasn't I wasn't even here when she first arrived because I had had uh, wasn't hasn't arrived yet so it was definitely somewhat new I remember introducing myself and didn't know what to expect yet too much because it was a new feeling but then um 
we started as as we started practicing as we started uh the season we kind of like um uh get more get more comfortable with each other and uh get to know each other what, what do we expect what what should we expect from her we try to show her like who we are what can we do obviously we had a whole new staff too so um had to get used to that but it was definitely an adjustment for me not not easy always because i had to had to realize that she won't always do what the old coaches does because it's a natural thing like she's a different person but i do feel like she could bring great things to this team and now that her first season is over i'm i'm ready for see what she brings in next so you guys pulled off some really big upsets uh, this past season. You guys beat Northeastern and Clarkson, just to name a few. Uh, talk about those upsets and what they meant for your team. Northeastern was a very big one. I remember playing. we played home ice, and obviously Northeastern, long-time hockey's reigning champion, beating them is always great. I think that was just the game that we managed to give, give our best. We just... We played well. We executed the system. We did whatever we could. Uh, we didn't let them score. So I think uh, an awesome feat against uh, Northeastern was with many great players and a lot. So I I know that was just. I remember coming back. Everybody came back, and it was just like screaming, uh, singing. It it just it brought us. It, it showed us actually that we can we can do that. Like if you play play good, if you play like that, we can beat a lot of teams. That we can we can we can play just as well as everybody else. We we don't need to be scared. We just proved with that game we proved that to ourselves. Clarkson one was a little different. We were on the road. It was a very very uh, far away from us. Obviously, it's also from a they're also from a different conference, ECAC not hockey's. So I remember our first game wasn't that good. Everybody was just not, not too focused. We didn't do that well in that game. So uh, our coach had a long talk with us after the game that we we need to do better. We need to change things because this is not who we are. This is not what we came, from, came, came here for. So tomorrow there's a new chance. You can show them who you are. So we did that. We went out there and we played played very good. We, we did our best and we do did manage to beat them, which was I think was very awesome. Also, uh, I heard Clarkson's very good too. Uh, they might be the final. I don't know if they win or not, but they were in the final of the ECAC. So it's it's always great to beat teams like that, upsetting them. Now, what are your goals and expectations uh, for next season? Um, I know this was mostly a transition year for 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 us because new coaching staff, new everything. So, um, next year is gonna be a little different now because we finally know our coaches. We we had them for a while. Um, know our staff. Uh, I'm gonna be a junior upperclassman, which is crazy to think about for me but uh, I feel like we have our core members right now in the team and we just want to bring the best that we can and show the incoming freshmen and transfers 
that uh, what the team's about, what can we do, uh, what we want to accomplish, and then just get ready for that season, dial in, trying to give our best, hopefully getting uh, longer into the playoffs. Obviously, being an upperclassman, what type of leadership are you going to try to bring to the team? Are you going to be vocal or lead by example? I would say we should we should do both, and we will try to do both. I I know that to me as a freshman it meant a lot when uh, the upperclassmen uh, talked to me, helped me along, but also just seeing them in a the game and trying uh, leading the team, showing them that like they keep playing strong, they are trying, that that makes you want to try too. So that's what I will try to do. Uh, just even if it's not going too well or you don't feel like you just keep trying. And then it's always good to give some encouragement to everyone else on the team. So being vocal doesn't have to be always a lot, but it should mean something. So like all of us will try that, but uh, hopefully it will help them. Now uh, talk about the biggest improvement you've made to your game since your freshman year. Oh, I definitely got more confident both off the ice to on the ice uh, but to me playing it was just uh, I felt more comfortable and confident in, in my uh, on the ice on, on the team I thought I don't know it's just I'm not a freshman anymore that like gave me some strength that I'm a sophomore I'm not the newest in the team you know these people and also uh new coaches came in so I kind of wanted to show them that I, what I can do and obviously got stronger faster it's always come with come with it I feel like but I would say more uh, more confident and comfortable now we're now in a segment I like to call the non-hockey segment we're asking you some non-hockey oh, yeah. questions just to get to know you a little bit more oh, off the ice okay for sure uh first one is uh, what music do you like to listen to I listen to like kind of like uh, pop music to pop music. It was like one of my favorites. I'm not the biggest fan of like rap music. I do have do have some I like hip hop, rap. Those are not bad. And I learned to love country in in the U.S. I wasn't I didn't know too much about the country at home, but uh, since I came here, those people showed me some good stuff, and I I figured out that I kind of like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same way. I used to, I, I interned for a baseball team a couple of summers ago, and a lot of the guys are from the South and West Coast, and country music's much bigger there than it is here oh, in yeah. England. And that was cool getting to learn that style of music because I never really listened to it too much. And now I'm, I consider myself a semi country fan. I won't say I'm a huge fan oh, yeah. of it, but I do, I do enjoy a, a certain number of artists. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know actually much artists. I don't even know the names of the song, but. I know when it comes up or they put it on the car or whenever I and I like to listen to them quite a lot. It's pretty soothing. I don't know. It's just, it has a different type. What is your most embarrassing hockey moment? Okay. Um, I don't know. It's this one. What I the first one I was thinking of was I was very young and it was like practice. Uh, they were. Uh, practicing I I was like literally like five years old or something and I know we have we were just playing and uh we had to roll over on the ice and we're just like smaller like I don't even know for why 
but I couldn't do it. I was trying to do it for a long time. I didn't go and everybody was just looking at me and I felt so embarrassed because I was like, what can I do what everybody else can do? I can do? So I kind of started crying a little too and it was just not a great feeling. I don't know why that was the first one that popped into my head. And I just, like, I tried to forget about the memory, but I can't. Yeah, no, I understand that. You know, I fell on the bench one time during practice doing backward oh, yeah. skating drills and that's always ingrained in my mind. But at least you're... <laughs> having a lot of success in hockey today. So I feel like that sort of makes up for it. Yeah, it does. It does. I hope everybody else forgot about it. <laughs> I I assume they did, but I'm not, I can't, I can't guarantee that unfortunately. <laughs> now who has the best style on the main women's hockey team? I think you do Mira. I love the outfits that you oh, come yeah. up with, Thank but you. besides yourself, uh, who do you think has the best style? Thank you. Um, I could say a few people, uh, I know Morgan and Alex Schimper has pretty good style. And also my uh, uh, my roommate, actually, Emma Lang, had also an amazing style. But I feel like if I didn't say Alyssa Rubel and she would heard this interview, she would get mad at me. So I Alyssa, definitely, one of my favorites. I would say them. But everybody has different styles. You know, I, I like everyone. I yeah, I like the European style because you don't really see it too oh, yeah. often. And I feel like you guys do a good job at showing that off. So that's that's a, just a little tip of my cap for you on that as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, we'll remember that. We'll keep bringing that. Now, what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, I was doing a, a English assignment. I had to do some research on it, actually, on like um, – it was mostly about the English language and how how it was uh, how it can be different in places. I don't know. It was, it was example of Sri Lanka, I think, and uh, um, some other places and like how people talk with different accents, different uh, use different words. I think I don't know. It just popped out to me because I was like, I never even thought of that, and I know how my language is very different from anything else. I'm just thinking that English has also different aspects, which is crazy to me. Yeah, I know. Language is definitely uh, interesting. I would like to learn another language at some point in my yeah. life. Probably Spanish, because I feel like that would benefit oh, yeah. me, because I think sure. outside of English, I think most people in the U.S. probably speak Spanish. So that would be pretty cool okay. uh, and beneficial to myself if I'm ever in a situation where I need to speak another language. So hopefully one day. That's one of my uh, life goals. Spanish is pretty cool. I learned Spanish. Now I, I forgot about it, but I learned Spanish for a few years. It was it was very nice. Don't recommend Hungarian though. Never never learned that. No. I feel like it would be I would I feel like I would never need to use it though. So that's that's no, the thing. You wouldn't. If, it's only in Hungarian. Nobody else speaks it. So. but it's so, really hard. So let's be yeah. other option. Now, last non hockey question is if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Okay, it I was thinking about this a lot because um I could say quite a few people, but I cannot. I don't know. One of them is definitely uh, Beyonce and Taylor Swift. I don't know. I, I love both of them. I think they're just awesome, awesome uh, uh, human beings. And I like Tom Holland. So I don't know. He's British too. It's nice. I feel like he's a very funny person. So them, definitely. Awesome. We're getting back to some hockey questions now. Uh, first one is, uh, what should be done to help grow women's hockey from your perspective? Um, what I what what was the question again for? Uh, what should be done to help grow women's oh, hockey? Oh, should be from... done. Okay, I feel like uh, 
we are promoting it, starting to promoting more. I feel like that's definitely something that should be done a lot uh, so people can see it, especially the social media in here, like people are doing it. Um, uh, I hope it it can be done that um, bringing it, like bringing the option that you can play hockey to more countries in Europe too, or somewhere else too. Uh, U.S. and Canada, I know, have a lot of uh, great women's hockey players who are uh, very uh, who are speaking their mind about it, and I hope they can help it too. And I think I do think that uh, bringing awareness to it is something that can help it a lot. Now, uh, one last uh, hockey question I want to ask you. I feel like I have to. Is you got to the, you got to play in the last two World uh, Championships with oh, Hungary. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Uh, just talk oh, a yeah. about your experience there. Um, and I think those jerseys are pretty sick as well. So I'll get, oh, yeah. want to say that. Thank as you. Well. Yeah, this is this is from twenty twenty one. It's I had the other one too, but it's it's at home right now. It's not here. Um, no, it, it was amazing. I, I was actually part of the team in 2019 when we made it, uh, when we won the division and made it up to the top division. So um, it was a little different, both of them, because it was played in the summer both times. So I would say that's something new and kind of crazy to think about, playing on an ice hockey cha- championship in the summer. But it was definitely something that helped uh, uh women's hockey in Hungary, bringing more people get to see it, more people uh, get to check out even just some pictures and videos. And I know all of us who who were in those championship, championships like really enjoyed it. We lost playing there. We hope to stay there this year too. It's just a great feeling. I think it was a dream for a lot of us, especially the older girls who've been playing, playing in the national team for years. So last question I want to ask you is, uh, do you have any advice for younger people that are listening to this episode about what it takes to make it to the mm-hmm. college hockey level where you are today, specifically uh, European players? Because obviously I have a lot of North American players yeah. on, but I want to hear your perspective from uh, Europe and what it takes for those players that might be listening to this on to get to where you are today. I would say definitely don't give up your dreams. Like if it's something you want to do, you should you should uh, try to do it. You. For Europeans, it's always a big step, so you sh- you need to be very sure if you want to do it. Like it's it's it can be hard. I'm not I'm not saying if you don't like it, you, you can go home because you definitely can. It's also an option too, but never give up. You can always you can always do it. Uh, hard work and and uh, effort into it. So uh, I just hope every one of them who who wants to do it, who really wants to do it, has the chance to. Uh, make it here in any of the teams in the teams, maybe maybe even Canada somewhere. It's amazing. So I really hope they can do it. And I want I want them to want the girls in Hungary too who has the dreams to get there. Now do you have any shout outs you want to give uh, to any of your teammates, former teammates, uh, family members or friends, or if you just want to say something, uh, the floor is all yours. Uh, I definitely want to shout out to my family, mom and dad, biggest supporters ever. My brother, I love him. He's the nicest, greatest brother ever uh, I can ever have. He always supports me. I know he, he's always there for me when I need. I could just shoot him a message. Even if he's asleep, he'll answer. He's just amazing. <laughs> I 
I also want to shout out to some of my teammates, Alyssa, favorite, favorite, and Rahal, actually, both of my lamates, they're amazing. And Grace, who's also my roommate. Awesome. You learn a lot from them, amazing uh, people. And uh, I want to shout out to uh, Fanny, Garagosh Fanny, who's the captain of the Team Hungary, Team Hungary. Uh, amazing person, player. Love her. Was the nicest, actually, the nicest uh, person I've ever met. And she helped me a lot. So that's them. I love them. Thank you for And I thank her. I have a lot to thank well thank you so much mira for coming on the podcast i really appreciate your time it means so much uh, to myself i just want to say that i think you're one of the more underrated players in college hockey and <laughs> one you. of the reasons why i started this platform was to give uh, players like yourself that i don't feel like get enough recognition a chance to speak about their story and get some sort of recognition from i guess the media so thank you so much for agreeing to do this and i'm so happy i had the chance to talk to you to talk to you today you're my favorite main women's hockey player Hi. i love watching you play for team hungry this past summer and i wish you nothing but continued success um in your hockey career and future endeavors as well and i just want to say i admire your hard work as well and just how Aww. good of a player you are so uh, just all my thank all you. the best from me it was a really pleasure and an honor getting oh, a chance to talk so with much. you today thank you so much it was a pleasure for me too to be here i'm glad to share my story with everyone because we should talk about it. It's always great. And I'm I'm really happy you enjoy seeing me play. It's great. Don't get that a lot. So thank you. You're full of confidence and cheap color.